W-H-U-P-L-P Hillsboro. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got True Butterfly, an artist who has been writing for about 15 years. She says that it started out as a way to get her feelings out and process her thoughts. Poetry has proven to be a great outlet for her, and True Butterfly believes that everyone needs an outlet. We're going to find out why she says that her outlet has led to becoming a published author of not only this poetry book that I have in my hand, but two other books, Finding Her Flow, A Butterfly Secret to Happiness, and Butterfly Flow Journal. You can find more of her work at adrian-charleston.com. And after this amazing interview, instrumental, we will get to our interview. I've got True Butterfly here with the amazing Ali Capo, a beautiful songbird who is tearing up the Durham scene with her pop-up shops, her music, her vocal skills. I've got a good one. Two amazing ladies who are doing impactful things with their art. After my favorite instrumental in the world, we're going to get to some vibes. Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of art, listeners being our body and our features being our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. True Butterfly, how goes it there? How's it going? Good, good. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> listening to the giggle. I love it. We're about to have a fun show here today. I'm pretty sure you're about to laugh a lot. Yes. Yeah, um why, why poetry? That's that's typically the first question I ask my um, guest because um, I just want to get right into it. Why why write poetry? Um, it's a crazy thing. I've been I've been writing poetry for years. Um, I say fifteen. It's probably been longer than that. Um, that's just far back as I can track my writings, and um, it's just it's really been an outlet. I have. I would say a difficult time getting my feelings out sometimes. <laughs> and when I write them down, I don't mean for it to turn into poetry, but sometimes it ends up being poetic and it ended up being poems when I was just trying to write stuff out. And so that's how poetry began for me. It was kind of an accidental type thing. So you mentioned in the, I mentioned in the intro and what you sent me is that it started out a way to get out your feelings. Yes. So do you feel like the feelings that you had were bottled up or you weren't expressing them the right way? And kind of what did that writing help you out? Um, I don't I don't believe I was expressing myself the right way. Um, I'm a Gemini. I let everybody know. So um, <laughs> so sometimes when I use my words, uh, sometimes one person will come out and then the other one will come out. And it was easier to write it down to organize those <laughs> those Gemini people to get them on one accord to figure out what I was actually thinking and feeling. That's great. So it wasn't even intentions to get a book out. You tip really was just writing your feelings. Yes. And mm-hmm. you, and you kept them. Yes. What, what made you keep them? Um, I w- I just had them. I had them in different notebooks. Um, 
I traveled around the world. Um, I didn't put this in my bio, but I am um, retired Army. Um, awesome. I did not know that about <laughs> you. I want, as many times as you and I have interacted or have seen each other on the scene, I did not know that you were retired Army. Yes. So I have notebooks upon notebooks of just stuff where I would write, um, make little doodles, write notes, and just different things. And I found a couple of those notebooks. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I have a bunch of poems in here. And... Um, I just found them and kind of put them together. Well, somebody said that I should put them together, and that's how the book came about. <laughs> that's that's great. I love how you're saying it is such a lackadaisy process. Like, not saying <laughs> that you're not respecting it, because obviously you're doing it, but, like, I just found these amazing poems that I stumbled across of when I was in the Army, and people told me I should put it together. Like, I love how it's not necessarily taking it so severe and serious it's like a fun process yes and, and well it was for me I um <laughs> and the thing is after I think after I divorced I began writing poetry again because I was working on getting a bunch of feelings out a bunch of things that were going on and then um I had read a couple of those to people and I think that's when it started and then somebody was like oh you should put all this in a book and then that's when I found all my other ones and put it all together, and it was, it kind of does seem lackadaisical, but, you know, with, again, with me being a Gemini, it's kind of how things fall for us. Sometimes we just, we fall into stuff, and things just happen. It made me think <laughs> of, like, um, recipes on a counter, like mm -hmm. just a bunch of different ingredients or whatnot, and sometimes like, you know, you should put those together and make a meal, because that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, because yes. individually it's not necessarily anything, but compiled together, you have this beautiful book that I have in my hand, Butterfly Flow. Yes. I love I love the cover. What what inspired that um, butterfly? Um, actually, <laughs> I have a I have a great person in my life that does all my graphic design, all of my um, everything. He's my consultant. He is my business partner, and he is my son. Um, <laughs> I can give him an idea of what I want and he'll create it and I rarely make changes to it. So I said I wanted a butterfly and that's the butterfly he came up with. He actually drew it by hand and then digitized it. Um, um, came up with the colors his, on his own. Well, he, we came together with the colors because I wasn't sure. I knew I wanted a rainbow of colors, but not necessarily in the rainbow order. And that's what we came up with. And then he drew the caterpillar and the chrysalis. And, yeah, that's it. That's where all my graphics come from. That's what's up. Shout out to your son. What's his name? Malik Brown, um, a.k.a. KW the Artisan, on all social media. <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. I feel like um, as parents we need to appreciate our kids, our, our children's talents, opposed to what we want them to be but what are they good at like doesn't like let's be happy that they can do that so mm -hmm. for him to design your book cover that's amazing so he now has some uh, residuals coming in so I'll make sure you pay him or I'm, yes. or I'm <laughs> so I don't want you to get in trouble for not paying your son <laughs> I've got true butterfly in here just giving us a little insight early on her process her son creating her book cover the reason why she writes it really started out as getting her feelings out there and I can uh, attest to that I am not one to necessarily talk about how I'm feeling. So I write for that. And I don't necessarily write to show people that. It just so happened. And the performing and wanting to get that out there and just transpire to endless will. So I can attest to that as well. So shout out to getting those emotions out. All right, I've got um, Adrian True Butterfly here, 
WHUP. And we're going to continue to enjoy uh, some of this. So speaking of poetry, do you mind opening this beautiful book out and giving us some insight on some poems early? Okay. Um, I think I'll do Butterfly Flow early. Um, Butterfly Flow is one of the later poems that I wrote before I published the book. Not sure what was going on with me at the time, but um, just liked it and uh, because I felt that I'm a butterfly and became the title poem for the book. So um, this is Butterfly Flow. You can't tame a butterfly. You have to let her be. For she has crawled around for way too long in the world she must see. There was a period of time she was locked away in a shell all her own. Now she is able to fly in the world she must roam. For as you know, her time here will not last forever. So cherish the time you have and the times you are together. You see, the wind dictates her direction and where she will go. If you are to travel with the butterfly, then just follow her flow. Thank you. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> I really like that. I was very, very rhythmic and it um, needed. It was very needed in that. And very soothing. That's a very soothing poem. It's like a poem I would read to my um, my daughters in the sense of like putting in the bed or even waking up in the morning. That's a, that's a good one. Yes. What are some of the um, good vibes or things that have been said from those who've picked up your book? Oh, my goodness. Um, some have, I mean, so I have a poem. I might read it later called I Love You. Um, I wrote it for someone. All the poems I wrote for someone. And I have their initials in the book, so if y'all want to... That's really great. Every poem <laughs> in that book you wrote for someone. Yes. And it, it has their initials in there. Yes. That is that is very, very brilliant. <laughs> Listen to the giggles. That's great. We're in here yes. enjoying ourselves. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, I have wrote I Love You for, for a Man, but um, a male had bought the book, and he said he was he read it to his daughter that was out off in college. So that's how, you know, you never know how poems are seen or read because it's an art and everybody sees art in a different way very abstract very good point miss true butterflies very true yes so it 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 helped that you know and i will let me find it really quickly and i'll read it it was <laughs> i wrote it being funny because uh <laughs> the guy was dating at the time he was like you didn't tell me you didn't tell me you love me and i'm like do i have to say it all the time like i so i wrote it to be funny but it came out to be helpful to someone so I'll read that real quick um this is called I love you <laughs> I love you if I don't tell you today I love you if I don't tell you tomorrow I love you if I'm not able to talk to you I love you if I'm not able to see you I love you when our times together are short I love you when we are together for days I love you when we are upset with each other I love you when everything is going great I love you when I hear your voice in the morning. I love you when I receive a text from you. I love you when I think of you. I love you when I am working. I love you. I may not always say it. Just know, trust, and believe that I love you. Mm -mm -mm. I really <laughs> love that. And the abstractness um of that is true. Like, you don't mm -hmm. necessarily know who that was talking to because it wasn't any like sensual love or any type of relationship mm -hmm. love. That was general love. I love you. Whether you I said it or I'm looking at you or no matter what, just know that I love you. I'm pretty sure when that guy, um, the original guy was written for, <laughs> when he read that, he was probably giving you a snide look like, but I want you to say it. <laughs> right. We, all, we, we always day. want more. <laughs> for some reason, we always want more. 
you like, boy, I don't put this pen to this paper. Right. It took time to create something for your annoying <laughs> self. And you, well, I don't know why we do that. What's the initials on the bottom of that page? Um, JT. JT. No, CT. CT. Look ahead. Uh, CT. Yes. Why you do that? And now you know made her create something so amazing. Yes. So thank you. Actually, that's why you did that. So she can create that. If well, you want to purchase that book, it can be found. Tell them where your website is. Oh, www.adrian-charleston.com. And Adrian is spelled the female way, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E. And Charleston is just like the city and the dance. Perfect. <laughs> and that's where they can purchase your books? Yes. Perfect. Well, we're going to plug that quite a few times throughout the show. So if you didn't get that the first time, you'll get it the next time or maybe even the last time when the time's in the middle because <laughs> we're going to say it quite a few more times. I got True Butterfly in here. She just shared some poems for this, and I'm about to get into an amazing person. Every time I have seen Ali perform, I'm just in awe. Um, beautiful person, so nice. I've performed at a, quite a few of her shows. She does shows quite often in Durham. Um, her name is Ali Capo in this song that I'm going to play for you all is called Paradise and if you don't like this song turn off the show clean out <laughs> your ears and then listen to it again I'm pretty sure you're going to like it the next time because it's good music Just need you here 
Shout out to Ali Capo. You can find that on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Google Play. The name of that album is called Perception of Reality. And Ali Capo is out here killing the game. Uh, she's a model. Um, she's a photographer. She's a singer, songwriter, poet. She does a lot of things. Uh, Ali Capo. I'm Ali Capo is what she says. She is the left-handed creative. She sings. She writes. She dances, plays guitar. Um, she does a lot of things. She interviews people and shares their stories. Uh, she runs and she plays the clarinet. She travels. She does hair. She styles. She does a lot of things. Shout out to Ali Capo. You can Google her. A-L-L-I-E. C-A-P-O, and you can find out everything that she is doing um, and the pop-up shops that she has going on in the Durham community. You want to be there. I know you like that song. It's Paradise. It's very soothing. It's very soothing. What do you think about that song, Butterfly? Oh, it was. Ve- oh, I loved it. It was very nice. It uh, reminded me of kind of like Paradise, something that you would listen to while you're laying on the beach mm-hmm. and watching the waves and getting a tan. <laughs> oh, yes. One thing that I appreciate about <coughs> Ali is that she does not conform to music. Mm. It, she stays true to that voice. Um, she has a lot of different songs that sound different, but she's not trying to like make pop and dance music. Mm-hmm. Like She loves genuine, soulful music. So that's like the only music she ever performs. Like somebody asked her that on stage, like, can you do um, a cover? And just the look that she gave them was like, you must not know me that well, or you would have never asked me that question. And and it wouldn't be her. Like, I think everybody should be who they are. So asking her to do somebody else's song is like saying be someone else, and that's not always for everybody. That's a very good niche because you did <laughs> mention in the interview, in the bio that you sent me, <laughs> that you feel like everybody needs an outlet. So yes. on that, what you just said, do you feel like, her presenting herself out there to do a cover that maybe that's not an outlet for that that's just entertainment right exactly and her outlet is writing and being herself and doing what she does on her own terms in the way that she does it and sometimes that's how a lot of times that's how you get people to know you know who you are and then that's how people actually like you instead of just liking the last rihanna song you performed that makes sense that's very very good like she can sing and that's it. So sing these songs, but now they actually like the person you are putting out there when you're putting yourself out there the right way. Yes. Um, so you mentioned that you were in the Army and you traveled the world. Mm-hmm. When you uh, were writing then, did you share your work back then as well? No. No, you said that so <laughs> fast. <That's, laughs> you said that so fast. No. no. I, I, was, I was on other ventures back then. I, I don't know if you want me to share. but Oh, yes. We, we got a lot of time. You can tell um, us all about that. We, we are here to learn about... True Butterfly, Adrian Charleston. We're here to find out why you write. And these stories that you are trying not to tell us yes. are the reason why you have that book in your hand. Well, it, this story has it has nothing to do with writing. But back when I was in the military, I would do more dance. Hmm. Um, I used to do a lot of hip-hop dancing, a lot of contests. Um, actually had been approached to be backup dancer for some um hip-hop groups when I was stationed in Germany like they literally came to my door and they were like um we want you to travel Europe with us and be a backup dancer and I was like no I had just had my son um had to leave him in the states because the military doesn't really care about you having children Mm -hmm. (laughs) and being single so um yeah I left my son right before he turned one and went to Germany and at that point I was just ready to get back but I would dance Every station that I went to, I was doing some form of hip-hop dancing with a group um, alone, just out, different contests and stuff like that. So I was on my my dance thing 
back then. <laughs> wow, dancing is very, very soothing. Like yes. I like to dance for the silliness of it. Like I <laughs> dance with my kids and when I'm at like the club, but I don't necessarily take it serious because I'm not that good at it. Mm -hmm. So when you said you were approached by a hip hop group in <laughs> Germany, like that's yeah. not something everybody can say. I'm one thousand percent sure that the listeners have <laughs> people listening have never said you know what? When I was in Germany, <laughs> I got approached to dance for a hip hop group. That's not something many people can say. So good job on that. Oh, thank you. So was it more like choreography type dances or you was just out there no, I just, just getting it? I just go for it. And and it, it was strange because back then it was still in the 90s. Um, we didn't have social media and all this. And for this person to show up at my door she had to do some research. Like, she had to find out who I was. She had to find out where I was stationed. She had to find out where I lived. This is not like social media, somebody jumping in your inbox, oh, I want you to dance. This was some research for this woman to show up and find me in Germany because where I used to dance at all the time was like an hour away from where I actually lived. Mm, so, so They really wanted you to dance. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Do you still dance now? Yes. I went dancing yesterday. <laughs> that's great that's great that's that's another one of my my outlets i did go to i was at ciaa and i was off i normally like get in a corner somewhere and dance by myself because i it's therapy for me so i get in a different type of zone and i was dancing at ciaa and this girl came up to me and was like did you used to be a backup dancer for somebody back in the day i'm like no because i was doing all the hip-hop dances and stuff. <laughs> oh like, you're no. just enjoying it yes giant smile giant <laughs> hair and you know how to, yeah, you a b-boy. Like, who knew <laughs> that you was over there spinning on boxes and doing all of those awesome things? Yes. Do you like to watch dance shows on television? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like, Lil' Kita, I don't know if you're familiar with who he is, but, yeah. like, he won that, um, oh, my gosh, what's the name of the show? So You Think You Can Dance. It's like a show that they have. I watched So You Think You Can Dance. And it's like. I didn't two, watch last the last season. Last season. It might have been even two seasons ago. Okay. But it's a young man. He's a black young man by the name of Lil' Kita. And that huh. young man is, like, different. He's like a robot. The moves that he does, it makes you enjoy dancing. Like, I don't even like to watch yeah. dancing that much. Not saying I'm, I'm opposed to it, but I would just probably turn on sports. And my um, daughter, show me a video of him, I mm -hmm. promise you I got, like, enthralled within it for, like, an hour. Like, she, we just kept watching dances because he, yeah. every little beat. And for somebody who enjoys dancing, I'm pretty sure you can relate to that. Mm -hmm. When you see it or even when you're in that feeling yourself and you're enjoying the beat and driving, like, going to it. Like, don't laugh at me. I know you see me here trying to no. dance to no music <laughs> at, at, at all. I was in here, like, moving my shoulders like mu like music was playing. But that's really what, I, I what happens. <laughs> But yes, I, that's one of my favorite shows. I remember when they had Fiction on there, and then they had Twitch, who now works for Ellen. I love Twitch so much. And um, just Josh, he was doing, he ended up doing some McDonald's commercials and a bunch of different things. And I just like to see the people from there. And then when I'm watching something else, a video or something, and I see them on something else. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I remember them from TV and Dance or from this other dance show, you know, whatever. So it's, it's great to watch the different dancers progress and, and make it out in the world because it's, I don't know, I just like seeing pe people succeed. I don't think that we pay <laughs> attention to that um, either. Like you said, you've seen them here, and now they're there. They've transitioned and progressed. And you wrote in the Army, and you were a dancer. And now you have books. There is no way, I'm sure, back then, you thought that you would be a published author. Right. 
So it's just like appreciating that progress. I'm pretty sure those young men and the little kiddos and the people on those So You Think You Can Dance shows had no idea years before they were had that platform that they would have that platform. Exactly. Yeah, so it's just about like really transitioning and believing and really enjoying your work. Mm-hmm. And whatever that work may be and figure out where it carries you. Because just because like I started out wanting to dance and then I ended up being doing poetry and self-help and therapy and a little bit of everything else. So you never know where your path is going to go. Not at all. You definitely never know where your path is going to go. Can I get some more of your path? Do you mind opening up uh-uh. um, that book and sharing us some more of your work? Yes, I was going to read um, Possibilities because you, I don't know, did you, you asked me about my first time performing, right? I did, I okay. did. Possibilities was the first poem I ever performed in public. And it was at um, an open mic. Um, I don't remember where it was, but it was either in Raleigh or Durham. Um, but yeah, this is, a, this is the first one I ever wrote called Possibilities. Not the first one I ever wrote, first one I ever performed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, possibilities are endless, is how the saying goes. Possibilities are questionable because no one really knows. Possibilities have the possibility of coming true. Possibilities of what could occur if I open up to you. Mm-hmm. Possibilities can be frightening because the future you cannot see. Possibilities are always there of you hurting me. Possibilities can be positive. Everything could work out great. Possibilities may be the best thing. You could be my perfect mate. Possibilities are always there that you can break my wall down. Possibilities once is gone, you may not want to be around. Possibilities that you may actually like what you receive. Possibilities that we are together and without you, I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. Possibilities that it goes wrong and we cannot recover. Possibilities that at some point you may not want to be my lover. Possibility that time goes by and we do not miss a day. Possibilities that you say let's go and I just say okay. Possibilities of getting lost, lost in love. Possibilities that you were sent to me, sensed from above. Possibilities that I will get over my fear and let you become my second rose. Possibilities are endless, is how the saying goes. <laughs> That's really great. <laughs> Thank That's you. really good. That that go ahead and tell them about that book, where it can be found. The um yes. you already told us about the cover that I really love, the vibrant <laughs> colors. Um, Thank you. Um Butterfly Flow, um you can find all my books um on my website, www.adrian-charleston.com. And just click, click on Butterfly Flow. Um, then I have a book flow. I have a live flow. And I have a testimonial flow. <laughs> and just click on those and you'll be able to see the different books that I have. And um, see a couple of live performances from me on my website as well. Perfect. How much is that? How much does that book cost? This book is only nine ninety nine on only the website. Only nine ninety nine. That's practically free. Practically free. Did you know, Plus ladies and gentlemen, audience <laughs> listening, Nine ninety nine. You can't even get two five dollar pizzas for that. <laughs> two five dollar pizzas cost more than this book. And the five dollar pizzas you're gonna eat, you're gonna have heartburn. Well, this book you're gonna have forever. Yes, and you're gonna have love and joy and happiness <laughs> and possibilities. <laughs> yes, that is awesome. Do you feel um, I myself with being a young black man? Mm-hmm. I'll never have changed that. That is something that <laughs> God gave me. Um, but I know the effects of books and our 
past in our history that we would get uh, murdered and um, just, oh my gosh, horrible things for just wanting to read or trying to read and like saying the alphabet. Mm -hmm. So like that holds weight to me every time I hold a book. To be honest with you, I'm not fabricating that. Mm -hmm. When I hold a book, I think about, man, somebody died doing this. So I love them. I love them that that much more. So do you like think about things like that with you being a woman of color and being an author, like just your legacy being out here for forever now? I am now. This <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. You're like, darn it, William. Yeah. I mean, I put I put everything out just because I I think I have a lot to share and I think I have a lot to offer the world. I don't know if people believe that they do and I think everybody has a lot to offer the world and I I just want to I just want to share the love and the light that I that I have Mm -hmm. and and carry and and I try to to promote myself and get myself out there and get the books out there because as they say you know if a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to hear it doesn't make a sound and I'm trying to make a sound Mm. (laughs) I'm trying to make a sound I love that (laughs) One thing that's always stood weight with me is on how the world works. And I don't get sad to say this sentence, but leaving this studio, I can jump in my car and get into an accident and be gone for forever. But the beauty of the art that I have stayed here and the influence that I'm trying to evoke, that's going to be there like 10 years after I'm gone. So I love the fact that with books, that there's an archive. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody can 10, 20, 50 years from now, they can research butterfly flow and they're going to be able to see what you stood for, what words Mm -hmm. you wanted to represent you opposed to the memories that you left behind because those are subjective facts. Like the memories that I leave my son are going to be subjective to the point that he may not remember what I want him to remember, but he's going to remember Mm -hmm. when I say, no, you couldn't get some juice before you go to bed. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like he might remember that for the rest of his life, Mm -hmm. but he can go on his bookshelf and show his grandkids your great grandfather wrote this, right? Yeah, that that kind of just like really sticks stick with me. Yes. And with your with your son being an artist, you said the graphic design. He's mm-hmm. a musical artist. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you two work on together? Is that why he feels so comfortable in his art, considering how you um, live in your art? Is that something you've gifted him with? Um, I'll I'll say he gifted gifted it to me. That's beautiful. <laughs> and he was, um, it happened when he was 17, 2010. He just graduated from high school. And I wanted him to go to Winston-Salem because they gave him a full scholarship. And he wanted to go to UNC Charlotte. And I was like, um, you're going to Winston-Salem. And he was like, okay, cool. I'm majoring in art. <laughs> I was like, no, you're going to major in exercise science. And he looked me in my face and he said, I'm paying for my schooling. I'm going to major in what I want to major in. And you can see the fear flash across his eyes because, you know, you know. I'm, Being that I'm, direct I'm, with mama. Right. Yeah. And I looked at him and I said, okay. Because to me, at that point, he became a man. He made his decision. He knew what he wanted to do and he stood up and did it. And that's kind of where our relationship changed as well from not only mother and son, but I saw him differently. And because people always try to figure out where we changed. And because we're so good together now, they think we've been friends like as he was growing up. No, I was his mother growing up and just things just changed. And as he was living in his 
art and what he wanted to do um during that time he was in school and stuff I went through a divorce and everything and I just saw everything that he was doing and he was doing what he wanted and this came to me and this is what what I want I I want to I want to help love and share and that's what I try to do every day that's pretty that's really really beautiful that (laughs) you said that that came with him broad shoulders confidently saying mom no this is what I'm doing and for you to respect that and not be combative or make it a debate and just be like all right I see that you want this Mm-hmm. Let the reins go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and you know, I know this is about poetry and everything, but also no, with this life, is about you. This is this is your yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that people people talk about how bright and brilliant their children are, but they hold them onto them and they hold them down at times. And my thing is and has always been, if you've taught them properly, you need to be able to let them go at some point. And at certain things, just let things go little by little as they get older. If they figure out if if they're not doing right, then you pull them back, you you readjust, you reguide them, figure out where they need to be, and then let them go again. Because at some point, they're going to just be gone regardless. They're leaving. They're going to go out into the world with or without you. And you, I prefer it be with your permission and with your guidance instead of them just jumping out there after being sheltered all their lives. Oh, yes. That kind of that kind of made me think of this um, mindset that I'm trying to develop. I'm a coach. I coach um, my kids in sports and I coach other people's kids in sports, like actual recreational teams. And I've found myself giving directions during the game. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think kind of like what you, you kind of reminded me of this. Are they playing or are they just following directions? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you've, you, if you've parented so well, you won't need to give directions at this particular point. Right. And, like, and that's kind of makes me think of sports. If I am getting them to practice like they should, when it comes to a game, I should be able to be silent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That's awesome. We've got <laughs> True Butterfly in here really giving us some wisdom in the sense of her love that she has for her son um, and the transition of him being a kid and really understanding that, hey, this is what I want, her accepting it as the artist, and him, her saying, my son introduced me into this world of art, and I am sitting here still learning. Like, that's really great um, that you and your son are transitioning into this world of art, and you're transitioning so well. You've got a website. You've got beautiful books. Um, you've got shows. Uh, you just had your book release. Like, you're really doing a lot of good things. So, And I uh, want to add one thing. My son built my website as well. So, Shout out to the multi-talented. <laughs> I, I knew you was going to laugh after you said that. I was just like, she's going to say something and she's going to laugh. Yes. That's what's up. Shout out shout out to enjoying. Um, I'm really enjoying this interview. I'm going to get to some more Ali Capo. The name of this song is Free. I love this song so much. I was listening to it this morning as I was making breakfast because I wanted to be free as I made my waffles and my omelet. So shout out to Ali Capo and we, we just want to be free. When will we see? We just wanna be free. When will we see? Liberation free. Free from the worldly things we see. Just clear your mind and just be free. Distracted 
I like really, really, really love that song. I feel like it was so smooth and simple. We just want to be free, liberation free, just on repeat quite often with the beautiful soul songbird soulfulness of Ali Capo. Shout out to Ali Capo again. That can be found on Perceptions of Reality on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Go ahead, support Ali Capo, good music. Your kids need to listen to that song. Your grandmother needs to listen to that song. Your best friend needs to listen to that song. The person that you are mad at needs to listen to that song, and you need to listen to it before you give it to them because you won't be mad no more. We need to be free. We need to be free from all these inadequacies that we hold on us so we can be artists. I feel like that is the main thing that we are supposed to be, and it's not in the sense of poetry or painting or being a film director or anything of that nature in the sense of the commercializing of art, but just that happiness, that joy, Mm -hmm. that difference, that accepting difference. That's the art. Mm -hmm. That's the art. Shout out to True Butterfly in here. Shout out to Ali Capo with good music. We still got some time left, so we're going to enjoy every second of this. Spoken Stories, WHUP 104.7. This is episode 23, 104.7, every Wednesday from 6 to 7. You already know where you can find us. Do you mind shouting out your ads? Go ahead and let them know where they can find you, True Butterfly. Oh, on Facebook, it's Adrian Charleston. Um, Instagram, Butterfly Flow Life, because Butterfly Flow is my life. Um, and on Twitter, Butterfly Flow Lee. Because they wouldn't let me write life. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. And if they link with you, they can find your books and everything. You already said your website. Let them know about your website again. Yes, www.adrian-charleston.com. And I'm actually Googleable, so you can find me. You can Google either Adrian Charleston or Butterfly Flow. And um, a lot of my stuff will pop up. Um, I have a lot of videos on my son's YouTube, which is The Higher Ups University. You want to see some videos and some performances and some um, just some motivational um, posts. I have those all on the YouTube channel. Dope, dope, dope. I love how you made up a new word right then. <laughs> I'm not going to let you um, let that go. Googleable. Yes. I am now Googleable. That's how you know Googleable. you made it. When you're Googleable, we just need like a DJ Khaled drop after we say Googleable. We the best Googleable. That is it. Can we get some more of these words? Yes, Go ahead, show us yes. some more of these words. Um, I was listening to the song "Free" and it made me think of my poem "Butterfly in the Wind." Um. Oh, before we do the poem, can I tell you where I got "True Butterfly" from? Oh, please do, please do. Tell us where that came so, from. So, um, when I first started doing poetry, I would just say my name's adrian charleston but my book was butterfly flow i wear butterflies every day like i have a butterfly belt buckle earrings um rings everything i have i like today i have my butterfly flow shirt i have butterflies everywhere and so people just start calling me butterfly and that's how i got my name and um recently like as i was looking i was like so many butterflies up here and then one of my good friends chamber seven who's been on your show he was like yeah but you're yeah he was like yeah but you're the true butterfly i was like that's my new name true Mm -hmm. butterfly (laughs) he was like yes it is (laughs) oh yeah shout out to chamber seven shout out to chamber is a perfect person in my mind like i love everything that he does involving the art He's really super nice. Like loves on my kids yes. when he comes over. He's a, he's a good guy. He is, and um, one of my one of my better friends that a lot of people don't know, but I guess y'all will know now. So, um, <laughs> I did not know you and Chamber was friends. Yes, yes. Um, so butterfly in the wind. 
You see me. You want me. You say you love my energy and my free spirit. But once I let you in, the lassos come out. Mm. You're trying to put a saddle on the back of this butterfly to control where she goes and what she does. You say that you love the glow that I have, but you want to replace it with a light bulb that only you control the switch. You like my energy, but you want to put it in a jar on a shelf for only you to sip from when needed. Don't you know you can't bottle the wind? You have to let it go with the flow. If it blows too hard, button up your coat and hold on. As for me, I am free like the wind, or yet a better yet, a butterfly in the wind, going where the wind takes me. The only way to be with me is allow me to be free. Allow me to be me. If I am happy with myself and my endeavors, I am happy with the person that supports me in all of my flights. If you are secure in who you are and you can provide a secure homing ground for this butterfly to land and rest, who knows, maybe you'll be able to go on a couple of wind rides with me. Thank you. (laughs) I love that. I love the (laughs) you want to capture me and put me in a jar. The Mm -hmm. imagery of that poem (laughs) Um, it's very, very strong, very, very strong. I know you're, I love the uh, listeners. I'm laughing like myself. I know you hear her in here giggling because she's giving us great poems and great wisdom. And then she's like cuting it up with the giggles. Like you're not supposed <laughs> to do that. I love it. Like you're really making it um, really enjoyable. So shout out to that poem. And one thing that I have always said is I like art that makes you think of more art. So mm-hmm. for you to hear that Ali Capo song and think of that poem, that mm-hmm. makes it good art. Like that's one thing that I've always um, said about art. If I see a painting and it makes me think of a song, or if I hear a song and it makes me think of another song, yes. it's just like that's what art's supposed to be. It's supposed to continue to k- keep you creative. Mm-hmm. And when I go to like um, poetry events, especially like if I go to an open mic or something, I'll go by what moves me. Like sometimes I don't even know what poem I'm going to do that night, mm-hmm. but it depends on where I go and what I've heard before that, before I do what I'm going to do. And then I pick what, moves me in that moment that yes that is that i promise you i do that as well Mm -hmm. listeners i guess that's a um you guys a staple if you are listening you're taking notes you should have been taking notes um (laughs) that that's one thing that you need to do don't necessarily go into an event anticipating these are the poems i'm going to do because what if you i were to recite a poem about my daughter per se and then true butterfly was on stage before and she just did a poem about her son the crowd just heard that poem. It's not the exact same poem, but you want to continue to give them that appreciation of art and how diverse it is. As opposed to just going in there, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. I have a question for you. In the sense yes. of performing and reading your poems on stage, um, what do you do when you make a mistake? Um, keep talking. Just keep talking. Yes. <laughs> Just keep it going. And yes, um, well, most of my poems I um, I read. I am a reader, and um, some people would like for me to memorize my poems more. I do it when I'm a feature. I will memorize my poems when I am featuring. But if I'm just doing poetry for open mics or different things, I read just because I wrote it for a reason. I know people don't like it, but I tell them I wrote it down for a reason, and it's for me to read it. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. I used to be really turned off of by people reading their work or when I read my work. Mm-hmm. But this isn't something that you do every day. Right. You, you, you're you not sitting here 
right. reading poems 24-7. It's not in your normal conversation. Right. So I don't want to learn every single poem because it's, I don't want to normal. I don't want to make it normal. Mm-hmm. I want it to be special. I want to be able to open up this book and give to you something that was closed. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's how long do you practice and how often do you practice? Um, I've only done done a couple of features, so I've only had to practice when uh when it's time, <laughs> and I normally do it maybe two weeks out, because I mean I mean I wrote all the poems, so they are familiar to me, but I would I just practice I practice at work, practice when I'm cooking, practice when I'm working out, practice and just recite them and then do them in the order that I'm going to do them in, and then I just make sure I had them down. And I knew how many, because when you're doing a feature, you know how many you, you're allowed to do, what you're going to say, and all that. So I just practice them in that order. And, um, oh, I do want to say something about my order, because I did not say this about my book. All of my books, except for my journal, because <laughs> the journal is for you to write in, are set up in the life cycle of the butterfly. So um, awesome. in the caterpillar stage is when you're um, trying to figure out life. And in the poetry book, the poems are set up to where you're trying to figure out things about life. And then in the chrysalis stage, when you go into the cocoon, is when you're thinking about everything that you've learned while you were out there in the world, uh, looking for love and failing at love and not getting love right. The chrysalis is where you think about all that stuff and try to learn from what you've um, experienced. And then in the last section where you are the butterfly, you figure out that the love you were looking for is the love of yourself. Mm. And so those poems are set up that way. And in my workbook, um, Finding Your Flow is set up in the same way, but it tells you where you are on your level of happiness. If you are the caterpillar and the chrysalis or if you have found the true actualization of love, which is the love of self, if you are the butterfly. And if you're not, it's a workbook and it actually helps you work towards becoming the butterfly. That is great. And all (laughs) of these can be found where? On my website, www.adrian-charleston.com. That's beautiful. So not (laughs) only are the books creative in the sense of they have words in them, (laughs) but (laughs) you you really thought it out in the sense of let me put these out um, in a method. So you Mm -hmm. get this for this feeling, you get this for this vibe, and you have this self-help workbook that you can transition yourself out of Mm -hmm. um, to kind of make yourself better. Yes. That is that is great. You got me yes. thinking about butterflies on a whole <laughs> new level. I just thought that they was beautiful and annoying yeah. um, because they're always like flying by you and don't want to fly away. But they, they've gone through a great process to get to where they are. And I think that uh, everybody has a butterfly within them. They just have to go through that process to allow it to come out. Mm. It makes me think of that Alicia Keys song, Butterflies. Probably oh. like one of my favorite songs yes. ever. I'm in love with Alicia Keys. Shout out to my wife, Kathy. <laughs> but she knows I'm in love with Alicia Keys. Like, I'm sorry for Santa on the radio, baby. When you listen to this episode, I love you so much, baby. <laughs> baby, you're so beautiful. But you know when Alicia Keys come on YouTube, you probably be rolling your eyes at me because mm-hmm. I just get entranced. But I get entranced with you too, baby. <laughs> We're we're all allowed a, a celebrity. Yeah, two. I think so. Yes, I think it makes the rec- the relationship fun when it you does. can ask, "What celebrity do you like?" And, and if they know, they just know to never let you meet that person. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> or when you meet the person, for them to just be really close. Like I'm exactly. pretty sure my wife is so nice. Like mm-hmm. that. That's what people say about her. That's like her superpower is being nice. <laughs> so one thing that's like. Gosh, she's so nice. But I know for a fact 
when I meet Alicia Keys, she's not going to be nice. She's not. She's going to be like, excuse me, Keys. My husband talks about you way too much. So something. Like, I don't even know if she knows the words to say because she's right. so nice, but she's going to say is, something. That's funny to me. Yeah. She's going to say something. We got True Butterfly in here. She got me in here talking about me getting in trouble now. When, right. When episode 23 come, I'm going to have to edit that whole five-minute uh, spill of me talking about Alicia Keys. I just ranted. I'm so sorry. I'm going to edit that out, baby. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so my question to you. Yes. Considering that you are an amazing writer, you've um, traveled the world, you have a son that you said is um, helps you with your book. He's 26. Mm-hmm. Um what were you like in high school? Because you're so welcoming <laughs> and you're so cool and you're an author. If you, if somebody would have told the high school true butterfly, when you get older, you're going to have traveled the world. You're going to have been offered opportunities to be in hip-hop dance groups. <laughs> you're going to be a three-time published author. You're going to be a feature poet. And you're going to go through all of these transitions of a butterfly. <laughs> and you're going to be this like you're going to be in your confidence and comfortable what what would what what do you think high school true butterfly would have said to all of that huh. she just she said okay and if somebody would have told her she'd have done it sooner mm, that's what's up <laughs> that's what's up i like that because I, I didn't know what i wanted to do which is why i joined the military i was pretty much just floating around until i figured out life and then like around the age of 25 i figured out that i that I wanted to be in psychology, and that kind of just started me on my my schooling, my journey through all of that. And yeah, so somebody I wish somebody would have told me while I was still in high school, I, I would have gone to school to be a psychologist a lot sooner. That's awesome. That's <laughs> what I'm in school for right now. So I admire you yes. to the point where like words can express. That's what I want. That's what I'm in school for. I cannot wait till I am finished because yes. it's definitely difficult, but it's worth it's worthy. It it's worth it. Um, and my psychology professor now tells me often that when you tell somebody you're a psychologist, hmm. that they don't talk to you anymore right. because they think that you're going to pick their brain apart. And she's like, and that's the furthest thing like that we do. We do not want to analyze somebody if we're not like asked to do it. No, or getting paid. Yes. Let's, let's, let's throw that in there. Um, mm-hmm. I tell people all the time, and that's probably why I'm still single now. But um, <laughs> like when I meet people, I, I normally say life coach. I do life coaching as well. But I normally say life coach because it's a little less intimidating than psychologist. But if people find out that I'm a psychologist, it's kind of, it's the same thing. What am I thinking now? First of all, I don't read minds. I'm a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Second of all, I get paid to do. You get asked that do, question too much, don't right. you? Right. Yes, I get paid to do what I do. So, um, yeah, we're not going there. And this guy was like, "Well, I don't understand why." I was out at an event. He was like, "Well, I don't understand why we can't just talk about this." I was like, "Okay, what do you do?" I'm a barber. I said, "Okay, so what if I ask you to cut, you know, cut my hair right now?" Mm-hmm. He was like, well, I can't do that. I don't have the tools. And I said, exactly. I don't have the tools and everything I need right now either because I would have to sit you down, ask you a bunch of questions, and we're not about to do this. Yes, <laughs> I need to be in my comfort. Let me get in this zone. Yes. And it's so funny. My psychology teacher said that. She said it's kind of mm-hmm. like hard 
position to be in mm-hmm. because people think you're always analyzing them or like mm-hmm. you said what am I thinking and that's the furthest thing that just shows that they're being ignorant because it's not <laughs> so. what you are thinking it's kind of why you are thinking this like you <laughs> learn about the person's life and some of the processes that they mm-hmm. go through and then you'll be able to answer all right this is why you did that because this yes and then help them figure out for themselves because it's, sometimes it's the simplest thing and they think they look at you and like I never thought of that, and this is so simple. And I'm like, and you're right, but this is why I'm here, to get you to think about you in a different way. Overanalyzing. Yes. As a writer, um, <clears throat> do you get out of that psychology zone when you get to write? Do you feel like that's your escape from that? Because once you have that, <laughs> I'm starting to understand that now, and I've only been in uh, the psychology class for a semester. Mm-hmm. But once you have it and you learn about it, you can't shy away from it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So do you feel like you use your writing to transition and not have to think about all of that methodical stuff all the time? Um, again, as I said earlier, I'm a Gemini, so my mind is always somewhere else. I'm never <laughs> on just one thing at a time. So it just depends. When I'm working, I'm working. When I'm not, I'm really not. So I know how to shut off. I'm one of those people that will shut off immediately from thing to thing, from venue to whatever. Like, I'll give you an example. I went to an open mic after work one time, had my hair tied up in a bun because I have a certain look when I'm at work. I have my glasses, have my hair tied up, got the psychology look going on. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like, oh, we want you to do some poetry. I was like, well, I'm not prepared. I just came to listen. They were like, no, do do something. I was like, all right, give me a minute. Went to the bathroom, had to take my hair loose, shake it around, do what I had to do when I came out. They were like, oh, my goodness, you transformed into a butterfly. I was like, because I have to be in a mm. certain place, like with how I look, how I feel, what's going on with me dictates who I am in that moment, if that makes any yes, sense. Yes, it does. That <laughs> does make it's respect. It's respect to my environment. I can't yes. come to my poetry event with my psychology persona yes. and I cannot spit poems at my psychology persona because mm-hmm. the two are not together. Right. So let me let my hair down, take a breath of fresh air and then I can give you art because I didn't come here to present that to you. And again, like my mind works in pictures and it's so crazy. I enjoy that about myself. But as you were explaining that, it's, I felt like somebody going to a swimming pool in their work uniform. Right. Like, bro, you didn't even bring no trunks. Like I need to transition into this to be able to give it to you. Yes. Yeah. We've had an amazing interview. We got True Butterfly. We got a couple more minutes left on this show. I got another song that I'm going to play by Ali Capo to end this episode. But please, if you can give us some more words and then let us know where we can find you before we close out. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, you guys know what this show's about. It's about letting you guys know of other poets that are out here. Today was True Butterfly's time purchase her books reach out to her she's a psychologist she probably think i'm crazy now the whole time we've <laughs> been sitting for an hour you do realize she waited till like 50 minutes into the interview to let me know she was a psychologist because she's been over here taking notes about me <laughs> so now i got a free session unless she about to give me this bill afterwards that i didn't even know i was getting charged for but we got true butterfly in here telling us about her websites her books spoken stories episode 23 has been fun um what else you got for us oh well, for, I guess I will close out with I don't have time because we just talked about everything that I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> Perfect. So um, I have come to the conclusion that I don't have time for love. Between therapizing others, writing poems, promoting my artists, performing at shows, doing events, and even speaking engagements, 
I have come to the conclusion that I don't have time for love. Between taking care of me, going out dancing, learning myself, loving myself, and living my life, I've come to the conclusion that I don't have time for love. Between the men who want to change me, the men who want to use me, the men just, that just want my body, the men that want to control me, and the men that just don't want me, I have come to the conclusion that I don't have time for love. No matter how much I am open, no matter how many guys I give a chance, no matter how many dates I've been on, no matter how many ways I try to meet different people, and no matter how approachable I try to be, I've come to the conclusion that I don't have time for love. This conclusion that I have come to may or may not be true. I think this is a better option than the truth that love doesn't have time for me. Mm. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. And love is out there for you. It is. And your art and your <laughs> amazing son and the way that you present yourself like the in the artist community we love you so somebody's going to come out here and sweep you off your feet and your <laughs> hair is going to fall back and then you're going to be like you know what this butterfly is flying now that's the new transition <laughs> when the butterfly is flying mm -hmm. thank you so much true thank true you. butterfly i'm gonna close out with this it's you by ali capo you got any closing words for us no, just want to say thank you for everything. Thank you for having me. And um, it's been a great opportunity. Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you, Spoken Stories. You already know where you at. Spoken Stories, W-H-U-P. And thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Spoken Stories.